This is Life Transformation Radio. Prepare to engage. Seatbelt activated. Download initiated. Your quantum journey of transformation begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. Hi, I'm Rob Actis, best-selling author of The Law of Action, voice actor, business mindset coach, the podcast whisperer, and Mr. Action himself. Here at Life Transformation Radio, we are committed to share more about real life, love, the power of positivity, romance, and of course, laughter. We care about helping others find their internal drive and purpose, and we celebrate life's challenges and overcoming them. On the show, my guests are amazing people who are forces for good in the world around them and live a life of transformation. My guest today, well, he does just that. Today in this episode, Rocky Buckley and I discuss how your life's decisions are all about you. If you want to understand how your power and what you decide can bring fame, influence, and how it can impact the life you want to live, well, this is the show for you. Over the last 23 years, Rocky has helped his clients bring over $100 million in training programs and information products to the market. He's consulted over 3,000 projects for clients ranging from billion-dollar brands like Wiley Pearson and McMillan to experts, authors, thought leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs. Rocky, welcome to Life Transformation Radio. Oh, thanks for having me, Rob. Yeah, glad to have you here. So, you know, we're, we're talking about transformation and we're talking about how your decisions in your life lead to transformation. So where's the transformation? So how did you get into before of generating all of that revenue for training programs? Like, where did you come from? <laughs> well, well if I, if I, were to, I usually like to start when people ask me sort of the origins. I like to start in childhood. And there's a specific Absolutely. reason for that is when I was a really little kid, um, I was kind of a gifted and talented, high IQ, high potential kid, skipped a grade and so on. And But but the, the reason that I point that out is I had this kind of mantle of potential put on me from the time I was a little kid. And I, you know, and I didn't really feel like I was fulfilling that potential for a very, very long time. And I've always had a sweet spot inside of me for people who had big dreams and big desires and got stuck in life and didn't really achieve what they could have or didn't really fulfill their potential because for a lot of my life I felt like I really wasn't fulfilling mine. So when I you know when I looked internally and I kind of thought about business and reinventing myself much later in my career I wanted to tap into those drivers you know what is it that really animates me what is it that really unlocks a lot of this emotion and feeling. And if I could help somebody in that area, what would make me light up and feel really fulfilled and feel like I was making an impact on the world? And I isolated that thing. It was for people that were high potential, you know, could have become somebody, always thought they wanted to become somebody and would have, and find themselves years down the road in their lives looking back and going, I'm not where I want to be. You know, I haven't reached a level. I know there's so much more inside of me that I'm capable of, so many more new levels to hit, and I'm stuck. And, you know, that kind of a of a situation really, it really unlocks that passion and, and compassion 
inside of me. So I always like to start there. Over the years, you know, I, I was ended up in a lot of leadership roles, started my business when I was in my 30s, had the privilege of being able to work, again, as you mentioned at the top, with some of these really big companies, but specifically the authors and experts who were creating all of this material to share with the world. And so my focus started to narrow on the solo entrepreneur. Now, one person who had a lot of this capability, expertise inside of themselves, and then wanted to take that to another level and unlock that. So that's kind of what long and short took me to where I'm at today, working with those kind of people specifically. I love it. Well, you know, you were talking about your kid being a kid, and then you were talking about, so I'm just wanted to zero in of like, you know, people talk about an overnight success. So you had other other things in your life that were transformational to get you where you are today. Yeah. Like you're not a rock superstar. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes a history. It talks about doing the work. It talks about living and your life experiences. So I really want to dive into that. Sure. Yeah. So, okay. So you went, you went to college and what, what industry were you working in? Like you, you talked about how you, you passed your grades and what industry were you working in? Where did you, when you were a kid know that eventually I want to help people create, that's, that's where I'm trying to dive into. Okay, sure. I mean, my big, I can take you from, you know, the time I was in high school, I really fell in love with baseball. Okay. Actually really from the time I was about 11 years old, but then through high school, my primary focus and my big dream and all of that was baseball. I wanted to be a professional baseball player and absolutely, you know, love the game. And, but even then I was thinking about becoming a baseball player through the lens of the people that I could impact. I happen to have a lot of access because I live just outside of, of New York City. I had a lot of access to the New York Yankees and what they were doing in the community and so on. So when I was a kid, I got to you know go to different things and see Yankee players, you know, maybe speaking in a church or playing basketball at a high school and things like that. And I started to think about the role model aspects of becoming a baseball player professional player that kids were looking up to and that you could be a role model and you could impact people's lives. And so I always looked at baseball through that lens. My interests started to shift as I got a little bit older and realized I wasn't going to make the big leagues, Um, but I got into filmmaking and screenwriting and I went to New York University Film School and I wanted to make movies. And even from that standpoint, I wanted to make movies that would change people's lives, that would, you know, really make an impact on them as movies had made, you know, in my life. Um, in my twenties, I started to shift and, and I kind of had a spiritual, you know, or big spiritual shift and phase in my life where I got involved in ministry leadership. And so I, you know, I switched my focus from the big screen to really much more small hands-on working with people in a smaller environment. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, but it was again, making an impact on people. That was my primary thing. It wasn't about making money or becoming famous or anything like that, but it was really, can I make a difference in the, the lives of the people that were around me? So, you know, all through my 20s were kind of like this sort of exploration and shifting through different things. I traded commodities, I worked construction, I worked in a metal shop, I managed people, and then it eventually took me into the publishing industry. And that was really where, that was my entree into this world with authors and experts and people like that. And oh, well, that's so what I, I was trying to I figure out. Like, how? Okay, so, so on, yeah. All right. So you worked in the publishing industry. So in, yep. in the book, in the book department, you were working with, with authors and, and books. Yes. Yep. And what exactly was, were you doing in there? Yeah. So I started out as a production editor, which was essentially a project manager. 
So I got to work with authors in all of these different uh, different fields, particularly in the engineering, science, and math area. So I was working with academics largely and so on. And But basically in that process, I learned to work with these high-level authors who were sort of franchise-level authors right. who were making millions of dollars for these companies. And, you know, you had to be very particular with how you worked with them and tiptoed around that relationship. And But I was also working with all the other products that were around the core textbook. So right. it was the study guides and the tests and the PowerPoint slides and all of these kind of apparatuses around that franchise product. And so I really learned the business from the inside out. And, and I wore a lot of hats. And in that period of time, I learned really how to take what was an idea and a manuscript all the way through the process of a finished product. And more importantly, a series of products, a bundle of different products that were all related and integrated the work of a lot of different authors together into these big packages that were then sold into schools. And that was really my entree into that area. And then I started to shift into a lot of different other aspects of the publishing industry, working with you know all kinds of different people in different fields. And then right. I started my own business after that point. Okay. So talk about transformation. So here you are working a corporate job. You're working with, you know, academics, you're, you're doing textbooks and all this creative. And what is the moment where you just said, it's time, Rocky, I'm, I'm running on my own. I, I got this. I'm going there. And, and did it happen overnight? Did all of a sudden you just make a decision like, boom, or was it a long process? Yeah, it was a longer process. I knew, I knew fairly early in that like I wasn't going to stay in this as a job. I knew that I, you know, it wasn't financially going to be viable for me. I was going to be getting married, so I was already engaged and looking looking ahead toward getting married and so on. And I'm like, and I, and so my wife, my fiance, and I started to design our life on paper and say, you know, what do we want our life to look like? And it that's what like I'm talking having, about. That's that's what I yeah. want to talk about. That okay. love that. Well, that. So that was kind of the thing, and it, it, that was one of the driving factors. But I planned it out and I, and I was at my job and I was kind of like, okay, how can I get from here to there? And it involved, you know, really learning a whole bunch of new stuff. We were right in the inception of when the internet was taking off. So wow. this, so I started my business, you know, back in the nineties and, um, you know, we were right at that tipping point where we were in a, you know, in a physical book sort of world that was moving into a digital world. And I every saw other day you got a disc from AOL. When every other day you got a disc from yes. AOL. That was Those my CDs. first email. Oh you know, my Rocky God. Buck at AOL. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. To think back, it's funny because there's going to be yeah. listeners to the show. They're going to go, what's AOL? And they're not even going to know it. But, you know, yeah. us older, other, older folks are going to totally get it. We used to get a CD in the mail every day or every other day. I had, I had hundreds of of those CDs. It's just yep. amazing how technology has changed. So you were kind of in the stone you've got age. Mail was, right? How I, know. Oh, I got a, I got an email. <laughs> you've got mail. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or when a photo right. came down, uh, I remember, right. Oh my God. I remember uh, my sister sent me a photo of the new baby and I just watched it just slowly, slowly. Like it was so painful. I got up and got food. Yeah. And yeah. then it came down. And then, of course, that crazy sound of the, of the modem that it used to make, yep. you know, and just like, yeah. yeah. But that's it. So you're, that was pretty primitive to be starting an uh, internet business at the beginning of the internet. Yeah. And so I, that, that was kind of so I had to learn a lot of stuff. So at that time, you know, I was learning the stuff that I was doing um, in the publishing field. 
I was working with a lot of people that I was outsourcing work to. I was paying to do page layout and design and editorial work and all of that kind of thing. And I was seeing what they were making. And I'm going, you know, I'm sitting here at, at this job making like 32000 a year at the time right. in, in the mid-90s. And I'm paying somebody $6,000 to format a book that they did in about a week. Right. That was a tipping point for me was I had somebody I paid like six and, and in a really more like in a weekend, they came right. back and delivered this manuscript that was formatted and I cut a check for six thousand dollars. And I'm like, why can't I do that? <laughs> like back, So I really started to think like I can learn this production stuff that I'm paying other people to do. I can learn the editorial stuff that I'm paying other people to do. And now we're on this tipping point where this Internet thing is going to take off. Let me learn web design. Let me learn at the time, and then it became Flash. You remember, you, of course, you remember. Uh, Flash I remember. I was animation. a Flash program. I remember that. Yes, yeah. I knew Flash like, pretty I well. I taught myself all this yeah. stuff, and I took courses and stuff. So I, I prepared my fiance to be wife. Also prepared. We were going to start this business together. I had another partner as well who was going to come in, um, and so there was this like couple of year period of time of preparation to nice. to get ready to launch my own business, and, and so I took it slow and. Eventually, we got there. <laughs> Love it. So, as you were doing this transformation, I'm just curious because a lot of people um, were just—I don't know what what the human condition—but we're surrounded by naysayers. They're just the dream stealers. So, you know, from you to go to having a corporate job and back there in the '90s, that's what it was. There wasn't a lot of people going out on their own. There just wasn't. And so here you are going on your own, and you're going to go and you're going to do it on your own. You're going to, you know blaze new trails. How was the support from your family and friends? Was it, was it positive or were they like, Oh, Rocky, you're crazy. Um, I, I would say for my, my parents per se, it was kind of like, well, okay. You know, cause they saw me bounce around a lot in my twenties right? and go, okay, he's been in this, he's been in this, he's been in this. And he finally has like a stable job and a career for several years. Right. And now you're going to go out and launch this other thing. At the same time, my parents are probably the people who were putting the most potential on me <laughs> from the time I was little. Like right. you could be anything you want. You could be president of the United States if you just applied yourself. Right. So <laughs> from the time I was little, they yeah. they always believed in me and believed in my Sorry. potential. But I think they kind of were a little bit trepidatious about it. But at the end of the day, they loaned me a bunch of money to to buy equipment and wow. uh, were very supportive in starting the business and and were ever since. From that point. And, and so, and friends too, know, but, were friends supportive or were friends like Rocky, you're yeah. crazy. You got to keep this. Yeah. I job. think, you know, from the, the friend group that I had, the peer group that I had saw me in kind of a leadership capacity from my ministry time and so on. Right. So I think they always saw me as somebody who was a leader and a high potential person capable of a lot more. So that was natural, but it was more from the people that were closer to me going like, well, you know, this is, you know, it's not going to be stable and, you know, going to be a rough ride and maybe you won't make it. And a lot of people don't make it. And there was more fear, you know, from that basis. Right. Were they people that had branched out or were they all people that had jobs? Curious. Your, my, your, your my inner parents circle. or friends. Not your parents, but your parents are just your circle of friends. Well, I would say, you know, from, I'll just talk about my parents briefly because I, you know, I didn't come from anybody in my family who went, was ever in business. My, okay. on my mom's side, her parents came off the boat from Italy wow. and like, you know, they worked in a factory and they were just that first generation immigrant who came over and, right. you know, they were, and came out of the depression era. Right. So 
their thoughts about money were very tight and fear and all of that and never been in business before. And on my dad's side, you know, nobody had been in business. My father was a police officer. My mother was a nurse. So I had no frames of reference for business at all going into right. it. Friends, I did have some friends that, that went into business for themselves, but they were, it was more like physical stuff or hardware. Brick and mortar. It wasn't right, really right. related to what I did. So I didn't have any mentors, role models, nothing. Really, almost every core skill I learned that prepared me for business came out of my time in church, in my ministry leadership days, because I learned about communication, you know, working with people, inspiring people, and so on, systems, programs, all of those kind of things, teaching material. That, right. that was all stuff that came out of those days in church. That's so, wonderful. Yeah, the reason I bring that up is because, you know, you hear it all the time is that you are who you surround yourself with. Yeah. And if you surround yourself with a bunch of naysayers and dream stealers and people that you allow to control your life and not you control your life, um, you don't get to have those incredible transformations in your life, in, your, in this world. And it, yeah, it's I mean, so I important. That though, right? and I've, I've always heard that from people. And I, I'll be very honest, like I surrounded myself mostly with people who were needy, who needed help. I was always somebody who had more of a heart for the lonely person, you know, the lovable loser that other people didn't, didn't right. connect with. So I always had a heart for that kind of person going all the way back to high school. And I often heard people say, you know, you know, you're surrounding yourself with these people that are not helping you in any way. But I, as a person who, you know, I was very secure in myself. I didn't feel that I needed right. motivation right. from other people or anything like that. Maybe it's a big ego or whatever, but I, I never felt that I needed that from others. And I was always like, you know, wired toward that person who needed help. And those tended to be like, I surrounded myself with people like that and also people who were minded to help those kind of people. So right. that was well, more I don't my think, well, I, I just wanted, I don't think it has to do with you need anything from them, but I think what it does matter of that the people you surround yourself with, they may need help. That doesn't mean they're not worthy of being in your presence as that circle. Yeah. What it means is they're probably greatly appreciative of what you do. Yeah. And it allowed you, by the way that you interacted with them, the ability to see your strengths of making a difference in people's lives. And that's why I'm bringing that up. You know, a lot of people misconstrue that. I'm glad we talked about that is that they think that the five people have to be able to do stuff for you. It's yeah. not that. Right. It's that you vibe and that there's synchronicity between you all and that there's right. not a bunch of negative because you could be needy and, and, and be in, you know, in need and, and I could be in of service and I can serve that. And that's a really wonderful thing. Yeah. And that's why that I bring that back. Yeah, Cause I've heard Absolutely. people position that as like, okay, you got to just surround yourself with winners and like cut the losers out of your life. Yeah, but needy people like, are winners. They, they are, they are, yeah. they are winners. Yeah. They just have circumstances. Everybody has that's circumstances. Right. That's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then, then I'm a loser because I lost two businesses over the pandemic, two brick and mortar businesses. So I guess I'm yeah. a loser. I'm not. And, and I think it's really important for people to really get that, that you get to surround yourself with the people that are worthy of being surrounded by. Like I tell my daughter this all the time. You only allow people in your life that are worthy of being in your life. And what that means is that they accept you for you. Yeah. And you have that synchronicity together and you ebb and flow off each other. Absolutely. 
Yep, I agree. I agree. So you launched your business. More from the standpoint of I can really serve and help. I felt a, a sense of duty or yeah, responsibility it. to lift other people up. You know, yeah. and I think I've always had that, and I have that today. And that that brings me into what I do today. Even with people that are successful, I'm driven by like, okay, this person, they're a six or seven figure entrepreneur, but they feel stuck. How can I help them unlock and go to the next level? It's all kind of the same, the same stuff at the end of the day, I guess. Yeah. I think you and I are from the same thing. I love to be of service and help other people. I was in radio for 15 years in San Diego. I wasn't the morning show. I was a nighttime DJ that just requests and dedications. And at first I was just on the weekends. However, I was always in the newspaper and I did more charity events than everybody because I learned that, and it wasn't based out of ego, but I learned that people got excited about having a radio personality there. And I did tons of work for the Leukemia Society and the Cancer Foundation and, you know, all these charities because people got excited if I was there. I mean, and it w- they got excited about my job that I was there. I might not get excited that I was there, but I found that's a way because I didn't make a lot of money compared to the people that were living in La Jolla and, uh, you know, Fairbanks Ranch and Del Mar when I was, when I was in radio. However, I can enroll them in a possibility. I could, I could share stories of of just to connect with them and then they would open their checkbooks. And I, I love that. That was one of the yeah, wonderful things. It's, it's, it's a wonderful thing to be of service yeah. and uh, people think it takes away from you. And it's just, it's, it's kind of greedy. It's like their feet, you get fed when you are of service. It really just, yep. it lights me up, lights me yep. up. So I, I like yep. that. I agree. But philosophically, I think we're, we're inclined the same way. Absolutely. So you started your business. You're using PageMaker. You're using probably Max in the office. Quark. You're using Quark. I didn't use PageMaker. Oh, wow. Quark. Quark. Oh, that's okay. That's <laughs> a hard program. That's a hard. I tried that. That's a wow. And so now you are helping people create a powerful public persona. Yeah. So tell me more about that because that's all about transformation. Yeah. Yeah. The public persona is something that. You know, as I kind of went through, because, you know, my consulting business, working with all these companies and authors and all of that, you know, I did that for over 20 years, did it really well, built a, built a successful business. But at a certain point, as I was starting to approach a big age, age number, <laughs> I started to kind of go, you know what? Like over the years, I had built my business, first of all, incorrectly, as I built my business largely around myself. Now, I had two teams in India that did a lot of production work for me and so on. But essentially, I was the heart of the business, and um, you know it was hard to to extricate me out of the center of that business. And right. the the market was changing, the industry was changing, and it wasn't really worth it for me to change the business in a way that I probably wouldn't enjoy. So even though I was successful over you know the course of twenty something years, I found myself getting ground down and further and further removed from that passion to help people. I felt like I was doing well, I was producing a lot of stuff. But I wasn't feeling fulfilled that I was really making a difference with the kind of people that I wanted to make a difference with. And I started to strategize a reinvention for myself. And I started to go, how can I basically go from this guy who is totally behind the scenes? I'm a total unknown. (laughs) I'm like a secret weapon for these companies. I have no social media presence. I have no audience, nothing, basically. I have relationships, good networker. I built a lot of great relationships in internet marketing and so on. And I knew the game and I had been learning the game, but 
I had to go from zero to being a public figure. And, and I, cause I started to rethink my business and who do I really want to serve and how do I want to do that? Do I want to be known or do I not right. want to be known? And co- so going through this whole strategic. That's a big transformation. You know, process, that's, a, that's a big, that's a big transformation. Yeah. And it was like, can I do this and how do I do this? And so I had to build my own process for taking all of the resources and assets and all of the things I had kind of put together for myself over the previous 20 years and before my life in ministry and all of the, how do I take this life that I've lived and repackage it and reform, formulate it so that I could basically serve the kind of people that I wanted to serve. And so I went through this process of going, okay, you know, what are the aspects that make a person really pop? What is a, that make a person charismatic or being able to attract others magnetically, to build an audience, to monetize your knowledge, to turn what you know into products, programs, and so on, and actually be able to build an audience around yourself that can, you know, wants to buy your stuff basically right, and right. wants to allow you to impact their lives, right? So I developed a framework first for myself, and then I articulated it into this power persona framework. And the the thing that's really different than I think a lot of other people focus on, and I hear nobody out there really talking about this, is when it comes to this game of being a public figure, there's kind of like this tip of the iceberg that most people focus on. And that's the external activities. That's the strategies, the tactics. It's like the marketing and the visuals and the branding and all of this stuff. And it's also, you know, creating offers and so on. But that's right. almost entirely what everybody focuses on. When the reality is none of it works unless you focus on the stuff underneath the water. That's un- the, that part of the iceberg under the water. It's all the stuff about, you know, your sense of purpose in life, your I- personal identity, your belief system your life story, the experiences that you've had, the way that you look at your subject differently than everybody else, the way that you strategically position yourself, right? There's all these things that happen under the surface of the water that make those strategies and tactics work in the external world. And so for me, like that's the real difference of the way that I approach this whole thing. It's about those support structures and those support systems that make the marketing work that make you when you appear on video and you're talking into a camera, what are those elements that really unlock your personal passion and make you naturally charismatic? How do you tap into that? How do you release that? Right? So those became the questions that I was really fascinated with that I had to kind of figure out for myself. And then I turned it into a framework to share with other people. I love it. So what would be just a way that someone could tap into their inner persona? Before they, yeah, one of you know, the, they, they the take another, things. go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I just, how would, I just had another thought and was like, go ahead. So what would be a way to just tap into that inner persona? Yeah. I think one of the, one of the key things that I like to, to teach people about is the way that their purpose connects with their charisma. Because when you are tapped into your sense of purpose, it releases something inside of you. You become passionate, enthusiastic. There's a sense of heart and compassion because, you know, typically a sense of purpose is connected to a problem you want to solve. You want to help somebody fix a problem. And when you're really connected to that and dialed into it, something magical happens emotionally and it releases your natural charisma. So for those people that are, you know, like you freeze up in front of a camera or you fear fear that you're boring, (laughs) 
Like you're not interesting to anyone. The one core thing that's going to animate you and make you like that kind of person on fire that other people can't help but watch is when you are tapping into that purpose and that sense of mission and helping people is just flowing through you and people feel it. There's an energy, there's an X factor that gets released when we tap into that. So purpose is really the secret to charisma. And so that would be just one tip that I like to share with people a lot. And I think it really unlocks a lot of things for people. Absolutely. And you can't, you can't fake it. You can see a lot of people on TikTok or Facebook and they, you can just see that yeah. they're not who they say they are. Yep. And they're, they're it does come from it. Because they see, okay, the shortcut is, let me look right. at what's working in the market. I see how these people talk, the kind of language they use, the kind of, you know, showing up in with a Lamborghini or whatever the, whatever the visual right. is, right? There's a, whole, right. there's a whole spectrum of things that people do that they copy others. They, they believe that modeling is a shortcut, right? And, and modeling can be a shortcut. But, you know, it's, it's completely inauthentic for most people. Yeah. And I think uh, in 2022, authenticity is really the key to success. Yeah. Being your true, true, true self. Yep. Yep. And those are the kind of inner secrets that I think people need to, who are trying to break through in this space and they're finding it's just crickets. Like I'm putting out content, nobody's watching it. I'm, you know, nobody cares, nobody's commenting, nobody's liking, nobody's buying my stuff, right? A lot of it is connected to that, right? And it's really those questions of how can I pull out the best parts of myself and provide a clear, unambiguous signal to my market that other people will connect to. And I think that's, and there's a lot of factors to that that you kind of have to figure out and align. But once they're aligned, there's like this best, most powerful version of yourself that just, it just gets released and people feel it and connect with it. I love it. Feel it, connect it. You become a magnet. Absolutely. Rocky, thanks so much for joining me today. I really, really appreciate taking My time pleasure. to be here. Absolutely. Hey, if you want to reach Rocky, you can reach him at rockybuckley.com. Super cool guy. Glad to have you here. Really appreciate it. Great pearls of wisdom that you dropped. And uh, I wish you nothing but massive, massive success. Thank you, my friend. Great to be here. Thank you so much for your support and taking time of your busy and precious day to listen to Life Transformation Radio. So appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me along my very special guest, Rocky Buckley, to touch your heart, move your soul, and inspire you to live a life of transformation. I'm Rob Actis. Until next time. This is Life Transformation Radio. Download complete.